Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent is from Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country, and out of all the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. When we look at our nation, it is easy, it is easy to get quite discouraged. Yes, when we look at our nation, it is easy to get discouraged. For example, we are $33 trillion in debt as a nation. Not $33 billion, but $33 trillion. House prices are perhaps one of the most expensive times we've ever seen. House prices are through the roof eating up over a third of people's monthly income. Real inflation with some goods and services is upwards of 10%. Socially, things are chaotic as well. You can't turn on the television without being blindsided by woke ideology with a whole host of other endeavors and agendas. And to make things worse, We indirectly have our fingers in a war in Ukraine and political connections to a war in Israel. Indeed, things are difficult. It's easy to be discouraged. But dear friends, hear this loud and clear. Things are not as bad as they seem. Things are not as bad as they seem. Perhaps things are better here in the American church Yes, perhaps things are better in the church itself rather than the nation and the culture at hand. Tragically, though, as we look at the American church, things are no longer, well, indeed, they're not good either. You see, put bluntly, the American church is collapsing. In the early 1900s, church attendance was around 73% of the population. You heard that correctly. The early 1900s, 73% of people went to church. Now, less than 28% say they have attended church in the last month. In our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, we would hope things are better, but it's really not. It's not much better in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We have seen a decline in every single district, from a 4% decline in some districts to up to 25% decline in other districts. In our North Dakota district right here, we used to have over 100 churches. Now, we have less than 80 Yes, less than 80. Furthermore, in the last decade, the LCMS has witnessed the closure of three of its universities in Alabama, Oregon, and New York. 
And who can forget the most recent numbers that came out of the seminaries? There's a shortage of pastors. We've heard that for years, but this time, it really is real. And it's only going to get worse with the shortage of pastors. And so as we look at the church, things are not good, but bad. And so they're bad in culture, they're bad in the country, they're bad in the church. But again, dear friends, hear this loud and clear, right here, right now, things are not as bad as they seem. Things are not as bad as they seem. But you may say to yourself, Pastor Richard, how can it not be as bad as it seems? After all, everything seems to be falling and decomposing into rubble. We can see it, we can feel it in our bones. It's like everything's decomposing to rubble like a rotten tree around us. But my friends, you need not worry. And the reason why, there are many leaders in the American church, there are many leaders in the American church as well as those in the state, leaders in the state, they're preaching in their pulpits and podiums that everything will be fine, it will turn out fine in the end. They're saying that nothing bad will ever happen to you. That is right, contrary to everything that you see and everything that people are telling you, no harm will come upon you as they preach that from their pulpits and from their podiums, everything will be fine. But deep down, we have to admit it yet again, you and I know that they're lying. We would like to believe them on the one hand, but deep down we look around and we feel it in our bones that things are wrong. We know beneath the leader's imaginary words that they are just a bunch of, well, let's say it this way, a bunch of scared fools. A bunch of scared fools just like us. But again, with all of this said, here yet again, things are not as bad as they seem. Things are not as bad as they seem. In our Old Testament reading from Jeremiah, things were not good in the nation of Judah. During the time of Jeremiah, the nation of Israel had been actually divided into two kingdoms. To the north, well, that was called Israel. To the south, it was called Judah. They had divided as a kingdom. And then, long story short, looking to that northern kingdom, several years before Jeremiah, the great mighty nation called Assyria came in and invaded Israel, deporting many of the Israelites out of the nation of Israel. The Israelites were scattered to and fro across the Assyrian Empire to suppress resistance and to keep control. Then fast forward to the time of Jeremiah, several decades later, there's a new person, a new power in town. And that was not the Assyrians, but the Babylonian Empire. And so Judah was facing the similar threat as Israel, a similar threat indeed. Judah had already had many of its members, many of the Hebrew people, deported at that time. And it was about to happen again. Also on the horizon, we might want to add that the Babylonians would soon enter into Jerusalem and they would sack the city and destroy the temple. Needless to say, the people were under the thumb of the Babylonian Empire, waiting to be crushed, waiting to be ground down to rubble. The nations of Israel to the north and Judah to the south were like a fallen tree. They're like fallen trees. They were like rotten, decomposing stumps. But again, things were not as bad as they seemed. So this begs the question, why were things not as bad as they seemed? Now, dear friends, we, yes, we, we often put our trust in rulers. We put our trust in the government. We put our trust in leaders, institutions, and systems to save us and to help us feel secure. 
The problem, though, is that rulers and the government and leaders and institutions and systems are powerless to deliver salvation unto us. In fact, as history has shown us, time and time again, rulers, they die, governments, they get toppled, and religious institutions, they crumble. They don't have what it takes, for when they die, their projects, their promises, and their great plans, they die with them. But again, things are not as bad as they seem. Returning to our Old Testament reading again in the book of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah says something profound that we must know, something we must hear with our ears wide open. He says this, listen carefully. He says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. What Jeremiah is telling the people of Judah is that despite everything they see, there's an assurance and there's hope. That is to say, Jeremiah does not lie to them as the lying prophets and pastors did. Jeremiah was not preaching an everything will turn out fine kind of sermon to them. Furthermore, he's not trying to prop up the failing rulers of that time. He's not trying to prop up the government with pious-sounding sentiments or peddle false and empty promises of salvation in an institutional program. Instead, Jeremiah, he announced that amid amid the fallen trees of Israel and Judah, that in the midst of the decaying stumps of that day, there was, listen carefully, a sprouting branch. Yes, a sprouting branch. It's important to pause here for a moment and understand exactly what Jeremiah is saying to us at this point. He is using a metaphor of a dead stump and a new sprouting branch. In other words, He's not saying that the dead stump of Israel and Judah will sprout a new branch, a new tree. As history will show us, as history has shown us, things will get a whole lot worse in the nation of Judah. But instead, Jeremiah is telling the people that there is a new shoot, a new growth, a branch that is growing up amid the chaos, in the midst of the decay, in the midst of the blunder of that time. Jeremiah, he's actually speaking to the failed states of Judah and Israel. He speaks into and over the line pastors, and he speaks into the impending doom of the Babylonian invasion that is to come. And he says that a truly, get this, a truly righteous ruler, a king is coming. The coming king will have royal power. He'll make use of that power and authority to take care of to take care of his kingdom with wisdom and power and might. And that king, that king is none other than Christ Jesus himself. Yes, you heard that correctly. That branch, that sprout, that new shoot, they're referring to the Messiah, to Jesus. Baptized saints, whether it is ancient Israel or Judah, on the verge of being destroyed, or whether it is you and I in the 21st century feeling as if everything is going to slip away in our country, 
or if it is us in the church thinking that the institutional church may not see better days, hear. Hear what Jeremiah has proclaimed, what he has proclaimed in the midst of the failed projects, the fallen governments, the dying institutions, the false political promises of the world. Hear what he has to say. There's a righteous branch. Indeed, there's a righteous branch. There's a new sprouting branch. That righteous branch sprouted in Bethlehem that Christmas long ago and laid in a manger. Indeed, here the righteous king, he came that Christmas long ago to establish a kingdom that has no end. The righteous king was born into the chaos and the rubble, the struggles of an unstable world to accomplish real eternal salvation in a real kingdom of light, all for you, for the entire world to be precise. And so whatever comes your way, whether good or bad, Know today that you do not need to put your trust in rulers, the government, leaders, institutions, and systems to save you or to help you feel secure. Baptized saints, things are never as bad as they seem because you have Christ. Because you have Christ and Christ has you. He is the righteous branch and you belong to him and his eternal kingdom. He is the one who rules despite what we see going on in this world. And so come what may, yeah, whatever comes, come what may, you have Christ, and Christ has you. He's the sprouted branch, that righteous branch that is for you. Let's be blunt. Let's be frank. This country may very well fail, or it may not. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod may not survive, or it may. The church in America may diminish in numbers, or it may not. This building here that we call St. Paul's Lutheran Church, someday it may close its doors, or it may not. We may see worse days ahead, or we, or we may not. But, my friends, none of that matters because we do not put our trust in what we see We do not put our faith in rulers. We do not put our faith in government and leaders and institutions and systems to save us and make us feel secure, for they're all perishing. But instead, we trust Jesus, who established his kingdom through his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection for you. We trust in Christ, who rules at the right hand of the Father and is coming back for us on the last day. And so quite simply, things are not as bad as they seem. Why? Because you have Christ, and Christ has you, and that is a good thing. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. you.